Hello and welcome to the Business of Betting podcast. Today I'm joined by Nico from Bonus Bank. Nico, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Before we get into this episode, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at BettingPod, and check out the website, businessofbetting.com. Guest suggestions are much appreciated. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Betfair Proprietary Limited. Betfair operates a betting exchange and is licensed in the Northern Territory of Australia. Residents of Australia can join Betfair by visiting betfair.com.au and support this podcast by using promo code BOBPOD. Please gamble responsibly. So thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy this episode of the Business of Betting podcast. Nico, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. No, thanks for having me, Jake. Nico, what's, uh, what's your history in this space? People who haven't heard of Bonus Bank before will hopefully find this very interesting. And as the, the name of the podcast goes, we're interested in anything that's fascinating or, or interesting in the betting world. So before we get into that, take us through your history and background. Uh, so I've always been a bit of a numbers guy. I've, I was always good at maths in school. I, I studied finance at university. Uh, I went did a year of university in Canada. Uh, then I came came home. Uh, after that, I kind of got the traveling bug from my time in Canada. So I went to Australia. I spent a year in Australia. And then when I get back to Scotland, which is where I'm from, I started working in a bank. So I kind of stuck with the finance stuff. Uh, but I was working in retail banking, you know, selling credit cards and loans, that kind of stuff. And I hated it. So... You know, within that industry, there's a lot of pressure to hit targets and so on, uh, which basically is another way of saying sell people debt, you know, try and yep. give people credit cards or whatever. And I never enjoyed it. It never sat comfortably with me. So in 2006, I applied for a job with a nonprofit organization where I was doing financial education. So we'd go into schools and community centers and teach people about budgeting, how to avoid debt, that kind of thing. So I kind of switched from one side to the other overnight and I kind of slept a lot easier as a result. But while I was doing financial education work, I came across a website called moneysavingexpert.com. They're a kind of financial education site that provides resources and information on how to save money. And I was using those resources in my own work, but also within the, the forums on that website, there was a sub-forum on match betting, and that's kind of where I first discovered it. So were you a sports better? Were you a horse racing punter? Were you not at all interested because you had a finance and math background and understood that uh, the bookies always win? I probably understood that, but that didn't stop me from putting a bet on every Saturday. You know, I'd watch the, the football shows on the, the Saturday morning, then walk down to William Hill and put on my accumulator for the week. But it was, you know, five or ten pounds. It was nothing, never anything serious. Um, and I wasn't putting that much thought into it. It was just a, a social, a hobby, you know, more than anything. Yeah. So what, do you remember what drew you to the, sounds like the sub forum on, on match betting? And what was the initial sort of grab that, that pulled you in? Well, I guess there's a couple of things. One, that it was betting, you know, it, and I did like to put a bet on from time to time, but more so that it seemed very out of place. 
you know, it was a website about money saving, but they had this sub forum about betting, which, you know, it kind of caught my eye and got my curiosity up. So I thought, I, you know, I want to learn a little bit more about what they're doing here. What is match betting? For those who don't know and, and are listening in, what, in sort of layman's simple terms, what, what is match betting? So I guess another name for match betting, which probably does a better job of describing it, is promotional arbitrage. So obviously, if anyone's familiar with arbitrage, it's when you're getting uh, buying something at one price and selling it immediately for a profit. But with the promotional arbitrage, we're taking advantage of the bookies' bonuses uh, or refund offers to to tilt the odds in our favour. Uh, and how it works is basically when you get the sign-up bonus, you can bet on a team at the bookie using your bonus, and then you go to Betfair or one of the other bookies and you bet on the opposing result. And in doing that, you cancel out uh, any risk involved with it. You know, you whatever happens, your outcome is guaranteed to be the same. But that bonus bet that you've received, either from signing up or from some other reason, is going to become withdrawable cash. So it's essentially risk-free. Uh, which is obviously one of the big big appeals of it. So how did you initially get involved? Did you just read through the, the topic and, and then make an assessment yourself, or, or what was your initial uh, involvement? So, yeah, going back to that forum, I kind of opened it up, and there was a huge uh, one, one post that kind of dis- explained everything, and it was a huge post that probably took 20 to 30 minutes to read, and I read through it a couple of times and, you know, I just couldn't get my head around it. I, I figured that there was something something that I was missing. There was some catch somewhere that I wasn't quite seeing. Uh, so I kind of put it to one side for a while, but I was on Money Saving Expert every day for work. And, you know, it kept kind of jumping back out at me. So I think I probably read that post once a week for about two months before I actually got up the, got up the nerve to to give it a go and deposit some money into Betfair and try it out. And how did you go? Good. Um, do you know, I probably put £100 in, in Betfair and I think it was Coral was the first bookie that I opened up. So I put 20 or £25 in there and I followed all of the steps. I was very meticulous. Do you know, I had a spreadsheet where I was recording exactly what the bet was, what the odds were. Um, and I followed the process to the letter and, you know, I made... 20 or 25 pounds, whatever it was. But more importantly, when I went through the process, you know, everything just kind of fell into place and all of a sudden it made sense to me. And I thought, hang on a minute, this is this is something that can work. So from then, I kind of moved on to every sign-up bonus that I could, starting with the smaller ones and working up to the bigger ones. So did you just do this on the weekends or on the side as you were at the non-profit or how did it evolve over time? I, I was doing it during the week as well. You know, obviously in in the UK, um, there's there's football pretty much every day of the week, um, or at least a couple of midweek games that you can put your bets on. So you maybe do one boogie in the the middle of the week and then one at the weekend, um, and it doesn't take a lot of time. That's that's the beauty of it is that you probably need twenty to thirty minutes tops. At, at that time, it took longer because they didn't have the software that we have now. But it's really quick. You put in your half hour or an hour every day, and you're making a nice second income. So when did you get involved full-time? What was the impetus to sort of change from 
normal nine to five type job to to focus on it more from a an overall life perspective and invest you know all your time in this well i guess in in the first year that i was doing it i probably made about five thousand pounds which isn't a huge amount but it was enough and i wasn't spending any of my earnings i was just letting it grow within the bookie accounts so i had this five thousand pounds or whatever it was sitting there and this was 2009 so The financial crisis was in full effect, austerity was kicking in, and our organization relied on government funding and that was starting to dry up. So it was pretty clear that some people within the organization were going to lose their jobs. It wasn't specific that it was going to be me, but I kind of had itchy feet. As I mentioned, I, I like to travel, so I was keen to go and try something new. And I had the money sitting there in the account, so I did what any rational person would do i handed in my resignation and i bought a one-way ticket to argentina (laughs) really (laughs) yeah i did um yeah i you know i didn't have any great plan but i liked the sound of it and i figured i've got enough money in the bank to to try this out for six months and go and see see what happens and worst case scenario i come back and look for another job and did you have any continued plans to do this you know, whilst you were traveling or whilst you're on the road? Uh, yeah, I, I figured that I was going to be able to top up any any of my savings using match betting a little bit, but more so my plan was to teach English. So I arrived in Argentina and I didn't speak any Spanish at the time. So I did a month of basic Spanish classes. And then after that, I enrolled in a TEFL course teaching English as a foreign language. So that was my my plan for making money. Match betting was always just something in the background, but I thought my primary job was going to be to teach English. Interesting. And then and then what changed? Why aren't you an English teacher today? Or are you still doing that on the side? No, I have never had a paying English teaching job. So I did have one other idea about how I could make money. I had bought a, a basic, like my first DJ kit, about a year before and I was a bedroom DJ and you know I, I enjoyed it but I'd never been paid I'd never even tried to get paid for a job in Scotland but I figured that if I took my own equipment all the way to Argentina and showed up and you know I've come halfway across the world then someone might pay me they might believe that I'm actually know what I'm doing so I walked around a few bars and there was an Irish guy that owned a bar in Buenos Aires and he gave me a job a couple of nights a week so I was doing that, and it was, you know, it was great fun. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to Buenos Aires, but it's it's a party city. They they don't eat dinner until midnight. The bars go till three a.m. Clubs are open till six, and then all of the after parties start, and that's just on the weekdays. Um, so it doesn't really fit in well with teaching English, because the classes were at nine or ten in the morning. So, um. Yeah, I basically had to make a choice between the DJing and going and trying to be an English teacher. And it wasn't a hard choice, to be honest with you. I I wanted to keep doing the DJing. It was a lot more fun. Uh, But it was only a couple of nights and it didn't pay that much money. So I guess round about that time, I thought, okay, I'm going to work more on the the match betting side of things. Uh, Up until that point, I'd really only been doing sign-up offers, which are kind of your entry-level match betting. so I figured I'm going to spend a little bit more time learning some of the more advanced techniques and, and see if I can make a go of it there. 
Yeah, so take us through that. What are some of those more advanced techniques? Because obviously most people that have signed up for a, a betting account will be aware of the, the match deposits and the bonus bets that come with you know your first bet or your initial deposit. Is It sounds like that's not the end. There's much more that continues on through the life of the account. Oh, yeah, much, much more. Um, I mean, at that time for me, the first thing that I moved on to was arbitrage, which isn't really match betting, but I, I was arbitrating horses uh, bet three six five, and I did very well until they basically shut me down. Uh, so I, I started moving on to some casino offers, uh, which again they're getting a little, little bit out of the the standard match betting stuff. But I did did some of that, and then the other stuff that I did uh, is what we would call if offers. So I was lucky because at the time we were. We're talking about June 2010, so the World Cup in South Africa was just about to start, and all these offers just appeared overnight. Um, and an if offer is the kind of offers you you see them on TV advertised, but it's like we will give you a, a bonus bet if your horse runs second or third, or if your team score first but lose that kind of thing. So they're, they're not guaranteed to give you a bonus bet, but if you play it right, you've got a very small amount of risk for a high amount of reward. I see. So would you dig into those and then find out what were the best or potentially most upside and then and go from there? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not that much research involved because we're laying everything against Betfair to remove the risk. So the, the goal really is to keep your qualifying loss to the smallest amount possible. Okay. So you're looking for close odds between the bookmaker and Betfair. Uh, you use your match betting calculator to to equalize the result no matter what happens so you're going to lose two three four five dollars but you've got this potential fifty dollar bonus bet coming your way um if if the the trigger happens and you know so you're looking at a kind of 10 to 1 payoff but usually with these things the probability of them happening is three or four or five to one so the odds are hugely in your favor so what is the typical approach for those who, who make money from match betting? Are they opening and closing accounts all the time? Are they you know constantly looking at different bookmakers? Can you do it all over the world? Is there sort of restrictions? Or tell me what a typical approach would be. Well, I mean, obviously you start out with the sign-up sign up bonuses because they're the kind of low-hanging fruit of match betting. They're nice and easy. They're a great place for people to, to learn their basics and, and get their head around the concept. So you would start off with them and basically work through every bookie that you can find uh, because you want to gain some experience, um, which you'll, do by, you'll get by doing that, uh, but also you want to build up your bank because once you get to these offers where it isn't guaranteed profits coming at you, you want to make sure you've, that you've got that cushion. So, for example, I, I invested about £150 when I started out, but by the time I started doing these if offers, I had about £5,000. So uh, that's the, the benefit of doing the sign-up bonuses first. The Betfair Exchange isn't a house that sets the odds. It's betting at its purest. One punter's opinion against another's. Play the game within the game at betfair.com.au. Gamble responsibly. So tell me, what do the bookmakers think about all this? I'm sure they're not thrilled by it, or are they just hoping that those that do sign up may have the intention of 
match betting, but then ultimately uh, recreational betters for them. Yeah, I think it's safe to it's safe to say that they're not our biggest fans. Um, but although the number of match betters has grown over time, we're still a kind of small enough community that, or we're a small enough percentage of their customer base that it's not a major problem for them. Obviously, they don't like us, and if they can identify someone as match betting, then they're going to shut down that account. Um, you know, the first thing that they're going to do is remove your eligibility for promotions. Um, which obviously takes away a lot of the value. And then if you start doing arbitrage kind of bets against them, then they're going to start limiting your stake. Uh, but the thing is that gamble is such a profitable industry for the bookmakers, especially in Australia where Bonus Bank is based. Um, you know, it's, they wager more per capita than any other country on, on earth. So the value of a new customer to a bookmaker is huge. Uh, and they're going to compete hard to try and to try and win those new customers and the way they do that is through these promotions and the fact that they lose a little bit of value to match betters is a problem for them but it's not a big enough problem that they're going to stop giving out promotions so have bookmakers ever approached the site and said you know what's going on here this is not good for business we don't like it um we did have we did get an email from one bookmaker i won't name them um very early on it was uh, quite intimidating, which I think was the purpose of it. Um, they threatened legal action and so on, but we never he- heard anything. Do you know, we're not doing anything illegal, so we weren't too worried about it. But I think the idea was to scare us a little bit, um, which it, it did for a moment. But but since then, and I think that's over a year ago now, since then we haven't heard anything from, from any bookmakers. So is match betting the same now as it was, you know, in 2006 when you first started looking in, looking into it? Has it evolved much or has it largely remained the same? And if anything, the uh, the bookmakers' offers have gotten more enticing. Uh, I think it's evolved. The, the basic concepts stay the same. But if anything, the bookmaker offers have became less enticing, especially in the UK. I, I, I was quite fortunate that I started out in the UK. I opened up all my UK bookies, and for the first few years that I was in Central America, I was working with UK bookies. And then four years ago, I went to Australia. Um, my partner got a scholarship to go and study there, so we went and and spent two years in Brisbane. And while I was there, I was able to open up accounts with the Australian bookmaker, so it kind of gave me a new lease of life. Um, but in general, the, the offers in the UK have deteriorated a lot, in part because match betting has become very mainstream there. Uh, in Australia, it's starting to catch up, but they're probably five years behind. So the bookies there are still very generous. So what's the lifespan of an account? Is it is it a long period of time you can get away with it, for want of a better term, or can you exist in the uh, in the bookmaker system, or does it does it generally catch up with you? I, it depends on the bookmakers. Uh, there's certainly a couple in Australia right now who you're lucky if you're going to last a couple of weeks, um, which is enough time to, to get the sign-up bonus and get out. You know, you can make a few hundred dollars from them, but that's going to be it. And then there's others that are a lot more lenient. Um, generally, the bigger ones tend to be more lenient because obviously you're having less of an effect on their, their bottom line. Uh and, you know, I've still got accounts that I opened when I was in Australia three and a half years ago, um, and they're still going well. So, 
yeah, it just depends. And do you have unlimited options or do you sort of have a opening and closing of accounts over time and eventually it diminishes or does it just, is there always another option out there for you? Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to diminish. Um, a lot of people who start out match betting will kind of later move on to things like Betfair trading, uh, whether that's pre-race on the horses or in-play football stuff. Um, and they use match betting as a kind of a place to learn about betting and Betfair um, and also a place to build up the the bank that they need to start trying these other things. And tell me, what does the industry in general think? Have you sort of gauged the temperature from those, not just bookies or other professional bettors or recreational bettors, but just overall? I think the general... I, I, I don't know so much about the industry. I think the general feeling about match betting when you speak to people about it is that's got to be a scam. That, that's the most common reaction that I've had over the years is, no, that something's not right there. Um, it's a scam. You're going to lose all your money. Uh, that's that's something that people hear a lot, especially when you're starting out. Uh, obviously, I've been doing it for a long time, and my family and friends kind of know that I do okay from it. But in general, people people don't believe that it, it can actually work. So how, how do you describe it then? When people say that or you hear people talking about it and, and talk about it as more nefarious than anything else, do you just say it's a loophole or do you have another sort of definition or explanation for them to try and help them understand? Yeah, I mean, you can try and explain the process to people, but as I said earlier on, I'm a, I'm pretty good with numbers and everything, but it took me two months to build up the courage and to to truly believe that it was going to work. So you can try and explain it to people as best you can, but a lot of the time they're just not going to get it. Uh, and like me, they actually have to do it first. I find that word of mouth is, is the best way. You know, it has to come from someone that you trust. That's, that's with Bonus Bank, we've seen as we get more members, we get more new members. You know, it was really hard to try and grow the site at first, but it kind of snowballs a little bit because people make some money and then they tell their friends and their friends trust them. So it's not just coming from us who, you know, they don't know us and they assume that we're a scam. Take me through Bonus Bank. How How's the site going? What exactly do you offer to your members and, and how do you see it developing? So we started, um, well, we started working on the site about two years ago, uh, myself and my partner, David. And the idea was to bring the services that are available to match bettors in the UK to bring them to Australia. So things like uh, the odds matcher software that we have. So what that does is it scans all of the bookies and it gets your prices and it also has the prices from Betfair and it compares them. So when I was starting out, I used to spend hours on a Saturday morning scrolling through every correct score market for each game in every league in, in England. And it would take a very long time, but because we've got this software, that does it for the user. So that's one of the main benefits. And then obviously we've got tutorials, which kind of walk, uh, walk newcomers through each step of the process rather than having that big long thread that takes 30 minutes to read. We've got 10 beginner tutorials that are kind of bite-sized and have quizzes at the end to make sure 
that you're understanding everything. Uh, and we have a lot of calculators. So every different type of offer that the bookies run will have a different approach. So we've got calculators that do all of the heavy lifting in that regard. What has been the the overwhelming or response from the the overwhelming response from your members? The feedback that we get is great. Um, we send out a survey to any new new member after sixty days, and one of the questions we ask is, "How much have you made?" And obviously, there's a there's an option there to say that they've lost money, which fortunately no one ever ticks. And then we've got different ranges, and one of the ranges is five thousand dollars plus. And that's generally the most common one. Do you know, I would say 80% of our members are making at least $2,500 within the first month. And then when we speak to some of our longer-term members, I know for for a fact that there's a few of them that have made more than $30,000 in the last year. So, do you know, it's not a small amount of money. A lot of our, our members are students. Um, we've got all age groups, but I would say the biggest kind of uh, age group is student age so obviously this frees them up from having to go and get some kind of part-time job which takes away from either studying or partying um, and you know they're very appreciative that they found match betting and that they've been able to make so much money in such a short space of time and is it always just sort of approached as a as a side a side way to live, a side approach to making some more money, or is it ever going to be a more of a full time thing where you can combine it with potentially other things in the the arbitrage or other spaces, as you mentioned? Uh, I think it kind of depends a little bit on where you are. Obviously, Australia is not a cheap country to live, so for a lot of our users, although they're doing okay, it's probably not enough to live well in Australia. They could probably survive, but it's not enough to live well. For myself, being in Central America, I can live well um, through match betting. I would say for most people, it's it's just a nice second income. It's something that allows them to either pay off debt or not have to get that extra part-time job or to save up for holidays. It just gives them some kind of financial breathing room. And, you know, those are the, the emails that we get occasionally that I enjoy the most are the ones where someone's saying, thank you for helping us with this because you know it's given me the freedom to relax and feel comfortable financially so has the regulation of the industry ever targeted match betting that you're aware of or that's had an impact on what you know you work within or the area we're talking about now i don't think we've been deliberately targeted but we've been impacted by uh regulation particularly uh recent regulation in australia so as I mentioned, Australia's got, uh, they, they gamble the most per head of anywhere in the world and there's a lot of gambling addiction and problems that go along with that. So understandably, the, the government's been trying to look at ways to to bring that down and try and change that. And one thing that they, they had an agreement on last year was that they were going to remove incentives to gamble. Uh, incentives obviously meaning sign-up bonuses uh, and any promotions. So that's going to be brought in at a state level. And so far, the only state that's actually brought in in any regulation is New South Wales. Now, understandably, we were kind of worried about what was going to happen. It seemed like it was going to have a major effect on us. But rather than banning 
the sign-up bonuses themselves, what the new regulation has done is ban advertising of sign-up bonuses. So if you're in New South Wales now and you go on to any bookmaker, you're not going to see a, a sign-up bonus advertised. If you're watching an AFL or an NRL match, you're not going to see any ads for, you know, uh, get a bonus bet if, blah, 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 um, because that is now illegal. But the sign-up bonuses themselves aren't. And there's also been a, a very large loophole that's been carved into this new regulation, which says that any website which its content is primarily to do with horse racing is still allowed to advertise the sign-up bonuses. Now, the biggest um, website that's going to benefit from that is punters.com.au, which just so happens to be owned by Rupert Murdoch. So... You know, I, I don't know what's happened there behind the scenes, but it's left this huge loophole where anyone from New South Wales can go to Punters, which makes its money from these affiliate links that it has, and they're going to see the sign-up bonuses. They click on that. That takes them to the bookmaker, and there you go. You've got your sign-up bonus. So it's, uh, it's still a moving situation. The rest of the states are still to bring in their own version of the regulation. And we'll see what happens there. But so far, so good as far as match betting is concerned. What are your expectations for the future? And I guess in terms of regulation, in terms of this industry, in terms of you know match betting in general, do you expect it to continue to exist? It sounds like bookmakers like the idea of promotions and incentives. So they're sort of pushing for what you want and what you need to be able to continue. Yeah, I think as long as there's people gambling, the boogies are going to be competing for new customers. Uh, and unless the government tells them that they explicitly can't do that by offering any promotions, then match betting is going to continue to exist. You know, whatever way the, the boogies are competing for new customers, we're going to find the loopholes to, to take advantage of that. Um, as far as bonus banks concerned, you know, we're working on some great new features. We want to keep growing and evolving and making sure that um, we're one step ahead. How how do bookies detect it? If you're just signing up, depositing and placing a bet with that money, they obviously don't know for sure that you're also looking at Betfair at the same time or or another, you know, another site to basically have a, a position where you're going to win. How What's the best way for them to detect what you're doing without giving away all your secrets? Well, I mean, the easiest way that they can do it is, you know, they have account reviews. Uh, usually when you're making a withdrawal, someone in the trading department might have a little look to see what you've been doing, especially if you're making a large withdrawal. Uh, and if they can look at it and identify that you've only been betting on markets where there's a promotion attached to them, then, you know, they might flag it, your account first, and then it, someone else checks it in a couple of weeks to, to have another look. So... It can be pretty obvious if you make it pretty obvious. Um, you know, we recommend that, that people place some other non-promotional bets as well as the promotional ones. Try and mix it up a little bit. Try and blend in with your regular mug punters um, because otherwise it is very easy to identify if they look at your account. What advice do you have for maybe a university student who might want to make some money on the side or or those in and around this sort of betting industry that might want to give it a go? What do you normally tell them? Try it out. Um, you know, it, once you do it the first time and you realize how easy it is, you're going to be hooked. You know, there's, 
it's very easy money, especially when you're starting out with the sign-up bonuses, um, and especially in Australia where you know you can get bonuses up to to five hundred dollars, sometimes higher. So you can turn that five hundred dollar bonus into three hundred and fifty dollars cash with about twenty minutes work. It's very easy money. You get the thrill of the easy money, obviously, but also of getting one over on the boogie, which is a nice feeling. Um, and as I said, it can make real changes to people's lives having that extra income. So give it a go, try it out. Awesome. Nico, thank you very much for your time. Like I said in the beginning, I I wasn't really aware of this type of thing and to learn some you know different new topics on sports betting is always fun. So thank you for your time and your insights on uh, match betting and obviously with Bonus Bank. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jake.